Leading Forward, where we focus on building healthy leaders for healthy organizations. I'm Matthew Hall, and on this Leadership Checkpoint, we're going to talk about something that I'm sure you stay awake at night thinking about. Staff evaluations and assessments. Okay, let's admit it. It's probably not something that's at the top of your priority list, but I'm going to suggest that if you manage teams at any scale, chances are you have a lot of opportunity to strengthen your game when it comes to assessing and evaluating the people that you work with. And here's the reality. Leadership always involves evaluation. You can't escape it. So you might as well learn how to do it well and to add value to your team, to the people that you get to work with, and to your organization. Some time ago, I wrote an article about this. We'll put the link in the show notes. And I tried to give just five quick words of advice on how to make for more meaningful and valuable staff evaluation, staff assessment. So my hunch is that most managers are at least in the practice of some sort of annual review. Whatever the size of your team, wherever you are in the organizational chart, your human resources department probably gives you a standardized form that you use for an annual review. But there's a lot more to it than that. So here's your first one. Make evaluation and assessment a regular practice. It is not limited to an annual personnel review. You got to do those. They matter. In fact, you got to do them well, and they're really important, but there's a lot more to it. Personnel evaluations have to be a lot more regular than just an annual review. As I said, if you're a leader, you're always doing reviews. It may not always be formal, but just in the informal dynamic of your leadership, whether it's in your weekly meetings with your team members, you're always giving feedback. You're always giving assessment, even if, again, it's informal. But make sure that you're doing that in a timely way, in a consistent way, and in an intentional way. Because here's the thing. If you wait too long, if you defer that for months, you are missing really significant opportunities to help your team members succeed and grow. So make it regular. Second, make sure that your primary commitment is to your team's growth and success. Whenever you're giving evaluation and assessment, you have to make that primary. We all, listen, all of us love affirmation and we cringe at criticism. That's the true reality for every one of us as human beings. But we need both. We need the truth. So it's essential that you as a manager give honest assessment of team members. But here's the other reality the value of that assessment will be predicated upon the measure of trust in the organization within the team. So you can rush headlong into an evaluation or assessment kind of conversation, but if that team member isn't convinced that your primary commitment is to their well-being and their work, their flourishing in their work, their overall success, then the assessment's not going to be nearly as effective. You have to put that over, even yes, the bottom line, dollars and cents, the public relations dynamics, your team has to know that the primary motivation for you when you give assessment is seeing them succeed, seeing them flourish, seeing them grow. And that will motivate growth. You'll, You'll see it without question. Third, in your evaluation and assessment, be generous in praise and encouragement. Now, this requires work. I think for a lot of managers, we are quick to see where there needs to be improvement. We're quick to see where there's opportunity for growth. 
but you've got to also make sure that you balance that out. If you only give negative feedback, you will be an ineffective leader. You will have a hard time retaining talent. We all, here's why, we all want to work in organizations and for leaders where hard work is honored, where excellence is celebrated, and when you see a team member doing the right thing and it's celebrated. So you have to know how to do that affirmation privately, publicly. Here's a little bit of advice. Give criticism privately. Give affirmation and praise publicly whenever you can. It always has value that way. Fourth, in your evaluation and assessment, don't pull your punches. Now, what do I mean by that? I just said you got to give praise and encouragement as much as you can, but these go together. You don't pull your punches. You have to confront issues directly. You can't dance around it. One leader I know is really good at this. If there's an issue that needs to be dealt with, with a team member, he won't just come at it and deal with it in a really abrasive way. He'll ask questions like, help me understand what you were thinking right there. Or what were you hoping to accomplish with that decision? And that has a really low-key way of drawing out what the team member was thinking when they made the wrong decision or they pursued the wrong course of action and helping them walk through it, take it apart and grow from it. It's a really helpful way to go through some kind of sometimes difficult and direct conversation. If you have to give a negative evaluation, don't be subtle about it. The truth is kindness and respect are not inherently at odds with directness. You can be kind, you can be respectful, and you can be direct. So don't pull your punches. Show people the respect of being honest with them and being direct. Fifth and finally, be gracious and hopeful in your evaluations. Listen, there are times when you're going to find, okay, this this is not getting fixed and we have to make some hard decisions. But I think leaders who are Christians in particular should be the kind of leaders who are hopeful. Uh, We recognize, of course, as Christians, God doesn't leave us where he finds us. He's patient with us. And so in a similar way, we are trying to lead and manage our teams with that same kind of patience and graciousness. It's okay. Your team is going to fail. People are going to make mistakes. So work through those with them. And we have to be a people marked by hope in the way that we lead. And when you do that, you give people opportunity to grow, to develop, and your organization will be immeasurably stronger and healthier if it's marked by hope and by graciousness and by patience. This has been a Leadership Checkpoint. You can find all of our past episodes at leadingforwardpodcast.com. While you're there, rate and review, share it with a friend, and help us get out the word. I'm Matthew Hall. I'll see you next time.